moments ago, you just tweeted, you're going back in the pool. You're swimming. Is it 12 feet deep, 8 feet deep? What's the deal here, Triple C? At the end of the day, Schmo doesn't matter because either way, I need floaties. He needs floaties. And with that said, welcome back to the Triple C and Schmo show. I'm the Schmo. My partner to the left, you're right, has an Olympic gold medal, the champ champ, the future Hall of Famer, Mr. Henry Cejudo. What's up, Schmo? Let's get this party going because time is money and money is time. We just finished our watch party, UFC 273. It's still on the screen. It's fresh in the minds. Let's start this gold medal moment. How about with the Bantamweights, man? Where you last fought and still. It was also at the Vistar Arena, Jacksonville. Aljamain Sterling, he beats Pewter Jan. gets a decision. Yeah, man, that was uh, that was a that was a different. Uh, it all went back to the first round, you know. I thought I thought Aljamain did a really good job in the second and third round. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that first round because that fifth round was definitely uh, pure yawns. But I'm actually I'm actually happy for Aljamain. You know what I mean? Like I I think that I think because I think TJ's to become the champ. And if TJ does beat Aljalane, this is how I switch. <laughs> if TJ does beat Aljalane, then that then that sets up a fight between me and TJ Eposhaw. So what do you guys think? What do you think, Schmo? Well, there's a lot to unpack there. First and foremost, the Schmo agrees with you. We sat here. We had a watch party. That first round is what's in question here because Aljamain got rounds two and three. Pewter got rounds four and five. They were feeling each other out in the first round. I mean, let's see if these judges were consistent, how they're going with control time, how they're going with significant strikes. Go back to the Mackenzie Dern beating Tisha Torres by the decision. You know, Tisha Torres landed more significant strikes, but it was the grappling and the exchanges, and that's why the judges gave it to Mackenzie Dern. You know, you're coming in a situation with Aljamain Sterling. He's the champion. The challenger has to take it away from him, in this case, Pewter Jan. Guess that wasn't the case. Happy for Aljamain Sterling. Now let's go back to you for a second since there's a lot to unpack there. TJ Dillashaw, he's sitting there cage side. Aljamain Sterling, the rightful call out right there. You read the Schmo's mind right then and there. If TJ Dillashaw is next to fight Aljamain Sterling, and let's just say TJ Dillashaw wins, the last person there to beat TJ Dillashaw is the guy right here to my left. And, and can, can I say something clear? Like, yeah. TJ did lose his belt. You know why? Because you're a damn cheater. So TJ did lose his belt. I never lost my belt. I left on top. I went out with my hand raised. So he did lose his damn belt because he doesn't play by the rules. So I, oh, he didn't leave his belt. All you guys are MMA junkie. Uh, I don't know what the hell his name was. Anyways, whatever. What I'm saying is... I would love to beat the brakes off that dude. So I don't know. I got to talk to Ali, and I'm serious about you know entering back in the USADA pool because Alexander, the average, you know he he's pummeling through people. He's talking about there's no competitors. Well, you got the triple C here, and then you got the CEO of EPO, TJ Dillashaw. If he come back and he beats uh, Aljalain Sterling, then I think there's a there's a beautiful storyline. So don't count triple C out. Well, I feel like if there's anybody to call you out and to want to fight you, it would be TJ Dillashaw to the eventual loss. Yes, obviously, that's when you went down to 125. You still cracked him. You still beat him. But he's going to want to avenge that loss. He's going to have to prove himself. And I feel like that would make a lot of sense. So, Triple C, does that make more sense to you 
than Volkanovski. And we'll get to Volkanovski in the silver medal moment, but we're sticking right now on the Bantamweight division. I, I think either option's good, Max. I can I can see myself beating both of those dudes. So whether I go up and then come down or I or I go down at thirty five and then come up. Timber Schmo, I'm not that I'm not that light no more. I would uh it would be it would be hard for me to make even forty five. You're like one seventy right now. That's why that but last week it was Connor McGregor and it was hundred and seventy pounds. Of twisted steel and sex appeal, yes. hundred and seventy pounds of twisted steel. Of five four of twisted steel and sex appeal, ladies and gentlemen. The Schmo will say this, though, very happy for Aljamain Sterling because if you didn't feel like he was the legitimate champ before, he himself didn't feel like he's the legitimate champ. Now he's got it. Now we can say he's the Bantamweight champion of the world. It wasn't handed to him. And, and that's why I think that's why, even though I trolled Aljamain Al, uh, a lot, he, he deserved that, man. And I was happy for him. You know, I was happy to, to see, first of all, to, to see him win, but then second of all, to see all the holes and everything that I was talking about with Peter Young. He's easy to take down. You can control him on bottom. And that was it. Like, that was my game plan. So that, but people kind of, everybody looks pretty on their feet, but when you take somebody down, you start rubbing in some elbows, knees to the, you know what I mean? Like, in other words, is Peter Young looked like a, like, he looked like a potato. He looked like a turtle on his back or a potato on his back. He just couldn't get up. He couldn't move. So what next for Pewter Jan? What do you think? Oh, man, I say you run it back with um. I say I say he he does a a, a second fight with um. What's his name? Uh, Corey Sanhagen. I think you do it that way. The the bantamweight division is so deep; it's ridiculous. I think there's so many fights to be made that uh, that these guys could literally like beat each other off. Well, now do you well, think? Weird, it sounded but... a little weird, but uh, beat each other off. But speaking of beating each other off. What do you think if you were actually in the corner of Pewter Jan? If you and Sugar Sean O'Malley were actually in his corner? Well, I wasn't going to be in the loser's corner. So that's the only reason why I didn't show up to that corner. So I already knew this stuff was going to happen. Second of all, dude, I, I, Peter Jan is not my friend, dude. As, as a matter of fact, he's actually my friend in me. So that being said, you know, who knows? Who knows, man? The, 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 he's, uh, P- Peter's good. He can, he can end up coming back and reclaiming that belt. You know, I'm curious and I'm excited to see what's going on with Al, Al Jalame and TJ Dillashaw. See what kind of flourishes there. Interesting, though. But now let's go back to Al Jermaine Sterling, man. What do you make of him as the champion, his skill set? And uh, do you think this is the type of guy that can defend this belt in this division? Uh, Al Jalame, uh, no. I, I think he's very beatable. I think uh, if you can defend his grappling, you can beat him on your feet. He he hits wide. He turns wide. He gives his back. Uh, he does he does things like that with me. I'm definitely gonna cap him. I'm gonna stick him, or I'm gonna ride him like what they do in college wrestling. Where I'm just gonna claw him and make sure he he struggles to get up. He's got a lot of flaws, man. I think uh, I I still think if Corey Corey Sanhagen can kind of uh, weasel his way through through Peter Young and beat him this next time around, I think I think he'd be the biggest threat for all those dudes. Wow, there it is. Now, do you think we should move on to the silver medal moment? We'll talk about Alexander Volkanovsky beating Korean Zombie. A lot of people were just questioning, why weren't you in the corner of Korean Zombie? Because I'm here having a watch party with the schmo. Don't blame it on the schmo, though. No, I, I and I tell people this all the time, dude. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm more of a high counselor than I am a coach. You know, if the athlete really desire, desires me, he wants me to hear my voice there, I can only be there for maybe Friday, Saturday, because I got a family. So that was like the biggest thing, you know, I can't be gone for five days, you know, given the Volkanovsky look. And then two is like, I want, if I'm invested, man, and if I do go to the corner, you know, I, I do expect to say something, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be that, no, because I always have to tell the truth. So, 
that being said, it's like uh, the coaches did a good job. I was with them, the training partners, but, you know, they, uh, you know, Korean Zombie had two other of his Koreans that came with him. Two of the guys, the coaches from Fight Ready, uh, 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 Santino DeFranco and Eddie Chow, and they were there. And that was all good, man. Like, the only thing, like, I talked to the zombie, and you saw, you, you took the video, and I talked to him right before. It says, Zombie, I just, I just, I just wanted to say, man, just real quick, man, because I know you got to fight, man. Take risk, but but be be patient when you take it. Take the, you know, be patient when you take risk. That's it. Good, good luck, you guys. Good luck. We'll see you. Yeah, of course. Be patient when he takes risk. Like, it's going to be important, Eddie, that, that he does that, man. You have to be patient, and then you have to take the risk. You can't just throw just to throw. You can't fight this just to, just to fight this dude. Like, find that. Just try to find that right timing with them. Because I know if you can throw that uppercut left hook like you do with the uppercut left. Uh, 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 yeah, the uppercut left hook that you could put him out. But it seems like he kind of got away from that. And he didn't throw it enough. And uh, he was throwing a lot of overhands. Zombie wasn't sliding his head off. Where... where where Alexander Volkanovsky was just a lot more faster, and he he he, he did the same combination, and uh, you know what I'm saying. Kudos to him. Fuck, I don't know what to say, man. Like like I said, man, if I could fight for Zombie, I know it'd be a different fight. I know if I can fight uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, I know that I could still beat him. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not about me killing him; it's just about me beating him, outsmarting him, outwitting him, and I I still believe that I do have the ability. The speed, the wrestling, the IQ, the experience, the toughness, the grit to really challenge a man like that. But it's up to you, fans, man. It's up to Dana White, man. Like I'm, I'm all about it. They know I'm about it. I've said it. I've said it before. Like let's, let's, let's. If me and Alexander can make a payday off of this, you know, I could be from the, I could become the first triple champ, or he could shut up the cringe. I mean, it, it'll be a treat for everybody. I know everybody will tune in and watch. So what's up, Dana? He puts the cringe on the line. But Volkanovski, real quick, and then we're going to get back to Zombie. Where does he yeah, stack yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. And you know what, Shmo, real quick, man, I'm going to talk to Ali, man. And I, I'm going to talk to Ali, but by Monday I'm going to decide, man, what I'm going to end up doing if I'm going to get back in the pool. Because if the UFC's serious and they want to talk money, like I, I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Ali, man. Because if I do jump in the pool, I, I, I'm, I'm still doing it for money. You know, I'm still doing it for money. If they, if they can't pay me, then okay. Then I'm gonna, then there's going to be a certain time I'm just going to officially, officially, officially retire. It sounds like Volkanovski is more of interest to you than an Aljamain Sterling or TJ Dillashaw. Because I know I could beat those dudes. I really do, Schmo. Like, this isn't like me to prove it. This isn't This isn't me to prove it to myself. This is me to, it sounds weird, but it's for, for me to prove it to the world. Mm. Because I know what I'm capable of. And typically it's the other way around, but I, I mean that. You know, because I would be a big underdog, especially the way the way what he's doing with certain fighters that are legit and high level. I'm not afraid of this dude. My, I, I've been the underdog so many times, man, that uh, this dude this dude would just be my greatest victory in mixed martial arts because I know that I could beat him. So where does he stack up right now in the pound for pound list? Because obviously Usman's at the top. The way he's been going through he, the opponents, he's number two. I don't know what they have him at right now, but he is definitely number two behind the the Nigerian Nightmare Man, ahead of Stylebender. Oh, hell yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I don't know what they have him now, but Ale but Alexander. Well, Konoski should be too. But it's a popularity thing. If you're popular, you can dance, dude. They will freaking put you. 
you know, pound for pound. Dude, if you if you have a loss, dude, you should not be you sh you shouldn't be top two. It should always be uh, top one and two challenging because they're both undefeated. Nobody has lost to him in the UFC. So I disagree with all these 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 people that love seeing a cartwheel. I don't get it. Volkanovski's number two. He, really he goes up from three to two, surpassing Izzy. Double figure wins in the UFC. No losses. Volkanovski, he's right there. Uh, let's go back to the stoppage, though, from Herd Dean. What do you think of that? It wasn't the corner throwing in the towel. It wasn't uh, the teammates over there, the coaching staff, a fight ready. It was Herb Dean throwing in the towel for Zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Herb Dean did a good job. Herb Dean. He wasn't, he wasn't Herb Dean today. But he did a good job of stopping that fight, man. He uh, he saw it, and uh, he just took it, man. It was it was a great call by Herb Dean, man, because I don't want to, Zombie's brain was being rattled, man. I think I think after a fight like this, because he's been in the game for so long, he probably should consider retirement. Yeah, he went down on the knees, and it sounded like the Shmo doesn't know Korean, but the translation, it was on the table, retirement. Yeah, yeah, and he has nothing to prove. He's a two-time title contender. He's done so much for the sport. I think uh I think the Korean the Korean zombie has has he's he he will be known as one of the greatest legends in uh of all of Asia of all time. Definitely putting it on the map a pioneer from that region here in the UFC, no doubt about it. Back to Volkanovski though. If it's not Henry Cejudo, we got the pool situation. Max Holloway, that's the next logical fight if we're talk about what's in front of us right now. Well, it's, it's not even just Max Holloway, but you also got you have Max Holloway. You also have Zabit. Zabit, yeah. long left, and also Arnold Allen, the Schmo saw him in UFC London. Obviously, it was Dan Hooker. Very impressive performance. He's not active enough. Yeah, but no, no way, man. You need someone that's experienced to beat this dude. This is what I'm saying, dude. Like he, he, and, he and Alexander said it right. There's no but like show him something. You, you featherweight show him something. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I agree with him. Uh, dude, I, I wish I wish I had fought featherweight before because I am proven, Alexander. I am proven, dude. So at the end of the day, man, like there's nobody for you to fight. You've you've gone through the division. You either go up or fucking challenge me. The two division champ, the Olympic champ, the greatest combat athlete of all time. You have to ask for. It. If you're able to ask for, it, dude, we're both able to make money, dude. I I feel weird kind of putting the cards on the table, but this is what it's all about, man. I ain't getting paid what I was getting paid before because I won't fight. But I'll put myself back in the pool just to see if they want to see that fight. Is he the greatest featherweight in UFC history to date? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's proven that. I would ha I, I would always kind of go Aldo, but he's beaten Aldo. He's beaten Holloway twice. You know, he's beaten the Korean Zombie. He's beat he's beat Ortega. You know, yeah. He's uh he might be a he might be the best, or he might be a win away from uh from being better than Aldo. And that's why if it's not you, Triple C, it's got to be Max Holloway because to the schmo, Max Holloway, the best featherweight out there. Obviously, Volkanovski's got two wins on him. He gets three, no question about it. You put his name all the way at the top, zero doubt, greatest featherweight of all time. And obviously, the argument's still on the table now. And Shmo, I will say this. Alexander Volkanovski, he is good. You guys did not get me wrong. But I just see those pieces to the puzzle that people are not talking about. It's kind of what I what I said earlier, or a couple, a few days ago, when I said about Sterling. I said, don't sleep on Sterling. If Sterling's entries could get better, 
He's going to be able to take this dude down and make him fight his B-side. And that's exactly what happened. So it all comes down to tactics. Well, we gave Sterling the gold medal segment. You see what the Schmo did right there? That's why we led with him. Of course, and I get it because there's ways to set traps on people. And it's all based on entries. And that's one thing that I will say. I fight everybody different. Volkanovski, the same combination. Inside kick, he'll throw the smoke. He'll throw the smoke. He'll press you. He'll throw that overhand, overhand, overhand. You know what I'm saying? With He, he almost throws Kirby, Kirby, Kirby punches. But when you have a speed fight, and then the other t thing that people don't talk about, if you're shorter than somebody, it is cha it changes too. It's different. He's so accustomed to dig. when after the first time I fought Demetrius Johnson, I thought he was a, I was only an inch tall, and I was like, man, this motherfucker's so short. He's so short, but he was so hard to hit. I was like, man, this dude is like bouncy. He's fast. He's jibbing. I'm like, man, I just I was a, little, a bit dumbfounded in that first fight. You know, so it it would be something that would be new to Volkanovski, and that's another reason why I like it. My speed, my power, my intelligence, my experience, and obviously you can't forget my wrestling. Wow, there it is, folks. Triple C, he's on his game right now. Let's go down to the bronze medal moment. Boris Hamza Chemaev, he beats Gilbert Burns. It was a war. Fight of the night. Contestant for fight of the year, Absolutely. Number 11 takes down number two, El Dorino. Great fight. Yeah, it was a good fight, man. Um, that was the right call. That was the right call. But if Chemayev goes out there and, try and fights the Nigerian Nightmare like that, he's in big trouble, man. I just, We just saw him kind of become human here. And I almost feel like he's too big for 170. And I always said that, man. Like, he's too big. Like, yeah, you can make the weight, but you're barely able to make the weight where it really affects you. I think Chimaev at 185 pounds is uh, is is a more dangerous Chimaev than 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 170 pounds. I really do. The Schmo believes he was about 190 pounds just based off the kilos and what he was saying in the post fight. He was about 190 pounds inside the octagon, gaining 20 pounds since yesterday in the weigh-ins. Yeah, it's a big boy. Yeah, but you know what, Schmo? I, I that's what I gained. 20 pounds. I gained 20 pounds, man. So, you know, pound for pound, like through stature, whatnot, like we actually get bigger. You know, I, I think when TJ when TJ got popped for uh, for EPO when he fought me at at at, uh, at Flyweight, look it up. He was 147 pounds, and when he would fight at Bantamweight, he was 141 pounds or 42 pounds when he would actually make weight. Look up the history, guys. This is what I'm saying. Like you guys think I I, I fought a uh, depleted Dillashaw? Like no, that dude had drugs in his damn system, and he was freaking seven pounds heavier than what he was before. Look it up, suckers. This is sounding like a Triple C who's ready to fight, man. These guys feisty right now. But back to Hamzat Chemaev, man. Next in line for him. But he didn't finish Gilbert here. Like? He didn't, man. He didn't. But Gilbert, what Gilbert's, what Gilbert didn't do right here, man, He, uh, he his composure, man. He was bleeding, his demeanor. I think Chemaev was getting hurt too, though. But now it's like Chamayev needed this humble pie. And he was sitting on top of the cage with Darren Till waiting for him as Dorino was making the walkout. Yeah, you really can't you really can't make it like that if you're gonna have a close fight. You know what I'm saying? Like Davidson pulled that thing with me too, kinda like lean, but that's lean. You gotta be careful where you give your energy. So Chamayev's giving his uh Chamayev's just giving the wrong uh he he's he he thinks he could walk on water a little too much, and that's partially probably our fault. My fault, everybody's fault, because we're kind of putting him on a pedestal where he really hasn't proved anything. And then once he fought a top contender, man, you know, a lot of people gave that fight to Gilbert Burns. He could have lost that thing. 
definitely humanized him and obviously he's the best looking prospect we've seen in UFC history. A lot of us have said that. The Schmo was on record saying that too, but uh, definitely humanized him. But here's the interesting thing. So the next time he fights, Dana White's already said he likes the Colby Covington fight. It's going to be a main event fight. The guy's going to jump from going from three rounds to five rounds against the bedroom and normal Cardio Kings, the self-proclaimed Cardio King and Colby Covington. How do you see Chimaev surviving five rounds? And how do you think that fight looks with a Colby Covington if that's next? Uh, man, uh, that'll be an interesting fight. I think Chimaev could probably still beat Colby. But if, it, if it's a five-rounder, which which more likely it probably would, unless they do like a fight night, then, then, then that's a different story. It's a main event. It's going to be five rounds, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right because they're, they're doing all that hype, and I think Kamara just sits there. While it looks pretty, and I think I think the more the more film that he gets on Shemaev, the better that Kamara Usman is going to be able to kind of game plan for him. So the Schmo's been watching Hamza Shemaev train over the past couple of years. He comes to Las Vegas Extreme Couture. He has his way with the middleweights. But something Sean Strickland did tell the Schmo off camera that I think is warranted. And he was completely right. He said this to the Schmo and Helen Yee. She could second herself to this. But he said, look, Shemaev, if he gets tested, if he gets dragged to the deeper waters, you can test him. That cardio and everything like that, he starts to fade. And obviously, we finally saw that for the first time with Dorino challenging him there. Can Colby Covington be that guy to do that to him and really test him in the deeper waters? That's why it's an intriguing matchup. Yeah, well, not just that, but think about it. He wasn't able to take down Gilbert Burns. Can he? Does he have the ability to take down uh, uh, Colby or, or the Nigerian Nightmare? But does Colby have the ability to take him down and the Nigerian Nightmare? Yeah, Kobe does. Kobe does. They have they have an ability to take each other down, honestly. And and I say that. You know what I'm saying? Kobe is a two time All American, I think. And and the other guy comes from the school of Dagestan. Like like fighting it's all about timing. And it all you know what I'm saying? It's all about timing to find the right distance in order for you to get the takedown. So it's gonna be good, man. The the Watchwood division is really, really good, man, and uh, I'm excited for it. Well, this was an important fight for him and this tested him and I think this is just going to make him stronger. Do you still feel as strongly about him as potentially being a champ champ and maybe the first one to hold three belts in the UFC? You feel different? I, I do. I do. I do feel different about it now. It all depends if Glover's still the champ or whatever, if it's a grappler. I don't know. Those, those light heavyweights would probably be a little too big. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know, man. I, Chimaev, I mean, he's impressive because he ended up winning, but I saw a lot of flaws today. And uh, he, he's, he's kind of an emotional fighter. You know, if you, if you go back and watch, like, the elite, like, or Demi, even Demetrius Johnson, like, these guys, they know how to compete. They know where they know where, to, you know, where they're not freaking like that. You know, it's okay. You won the fight, but at the same time, it's like, hey, dude, you're starting to expose yourself. You know what I mean? You don't want to. You don't want to show too much of that, and in, in, uh, that that's it, that you're able to take punishment. And I think that's what he showed this uh, this fight. And uh, man, I can I can see him. I can see him in the later rounds. I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel right right now, Shmo, Honestly, well, he's we, probably he's probably overtraining too, because he's almost like I train five times a day and all that, dude. All that stuff. If you're able to compete correctly, like you, you can be the best version of yourself. You don't have to overtrain or continue to keep doing these training five five times a day like you can. Interesting. Well, 
Listen, you saw what Kamar Usman did to Gilbert Burns in the championship fight when he defended in the second round. He put him away. Apples aren't oranges here, but Hamzat Shemaev wasn't able to put Gilbert Burns away. We saw a lot of holes, but ultimately the Shmo thinks Hamzat Shemaev is just going to become even bigger and better. And because of this, because he was humanized, he got the victory. He tasted the blood. He tasted what it felt like to be connected. And listen, man, when was the last time you had the 11th ranked guy facing the second ranked guy and be that big of a favorite against the second guy in the division that speaks volumes this was what his like fourth fight in the yeah, ufc yeah, yeah but can i tell you what the key was Rushmo? fifth maybe no the key in that fight with gilbert burns it's the gilbert burns really fought him in that first takedown and he was able to you know get his respect you know what i'm saying and you dude, dude it's tiring man trying to take somebody down especially when you don't get it so that's what happened and uh I don't know, man. Like I think, uh, I think Chamayev. I think he will become better because of it. But the the question that I have is, will he change his training patterns? Because he was huffing, bro. You know what I'm saying? He just happened to have a little more heart than Gilbert Burns, and he was able able to kind of pull pull oh, pull away with it. But an, another experienced fighter that has been there before, like Kobe or Kamaru, now that changes a little bit. I think he has a better shot at 185 than 170. I promise you. All right, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. I predict these things. He predicts these things, and let's stick to that theme of predicting these things. Let's make some hypothetical fights. What's next for Mackenzie Dern? Obviously, she's the number five gal in the strawweight division. Who should she fight next? Yeah, I think Mackenzie Dern, I think she needs to fight Rodriguez again. That's the only one that's really open for her again. Get that rematch. Get that rematch or even go against... Uh, Amanda Hibas. I don't even know. I don't even know, dude. Maybe she's she's dangerous, dude. She is dangerous. Like you know, she's like that's her bread and butter, man. So the ship, the submission game. What about the hype guy, Ian Gary, man? Oh my God, get that dude off the damn mic, dude. He's he's stealing my king of cringe crown, dude. He's naturally like cringe. He's he's so desperate to be famous, dude. I like the kid. I'm sure he's a great kid. But he's so desperate to be famous that he's forgetting like the the objective of of really becoming a world champion. Like, stop talking about Connor. The only reason why I talk about Connor is because I'm trying to make money. But I'm not freaking you know blowing all kinds of smoke up of Connor's rear. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Ian, you have a lot of talent, dude. But you know, humble yourself, man. Like, and I mean that. That's that's genuine advice from Triple C because you know you're undefeated. I was there before when I was like, man. <laughs> And I was doing my thing. That was a lot more calmer back then. But still, like, there's still a lot of work to be done. Well, he's at 170 pounds. Mike Mallett makes the UFC debut. He won on Contender Series. He beat Ian Gary's teammate at Sanford MMA and Mickey Gall. Maybe that makes sense for what's next for both those two men. Yeah, of course, man, of course. And the UFC, what they got to stop doing, stop protecting these dudes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a lot of these guys are, like, overhyped, and it's just not cool. Like, sometimes you, you, you don't put, you just match somebody up according, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm talking about, dude. Like, get some good matchups, dude. Like, really test these people. See if they're see if they're cut out. Because if not, they're, gonna just, they're just going to be a waste of promos. And that's just advice for you, UFC. There it is. Triple C, he's on one right now, man. What are your overall final thoughts as we wrap up the Triple C and Schmo show? The schmo's not screaming in the mic. No, I think uh, I think you fans, you guys recognize and realize that uh, 
you know that that this fight game is 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 different, and you have to understand all the aspects in order for you to be the best version. Everybody and anybody can look pretty in whatever area that may be. Like Chamza was grappling with second and none until he got defended, until he got tested, and he was able to win that test. Piotr the ugly potato Jan finally got taken down, and actually somebody controlled him. So we saw those holes that I've been talking about. And obviously, you know, for the for the for the Korean zombie and Alex Volkanovsky, it's like you gotta you, you just you gotta be, you gotta have the ability to fight people accordingly you know what i'm saying there's you gotta have that style and i think that's kind of where i fit in you know what i mean because of because of my athleticism my experience if you guys you guys watch it watch my fights uh on your own or whatever so i just think it's opened up a lot of divisions for me whether it's the bantamweight division the featherweight division and i will talk to Ali. i'm gonna see what the what the next game plan is but uh you know this whole tj thing with al Jalame. Uh, this whole Volkanovski with uh, with Holloway, and who knows, man? I think I think Triple C can slip right in there for either one of them. Well, the Shmuel just wants to ask you one more thing, unrelated to this card: UFC 275 in Singapore. Wei Li is fighting Joanna too. Is that the fight that you expected? Um, no, I thought I, th- I thought it was the Rodriguez fight at first. I thought it was a Brazilian fight. They might have changed it at the very end because I think Joanna wants to fight. You know, I'm gonna see. I gotta talk to Waylee about it. I haven't spoken to her about that. I, I heard it too, but she's she's you know she's we have to put up a really good game plan for Joanna because they're expecting striking. So you would have to really pinpoint uh, a lot of those different errors for Waylee and uh, get it to become a champion once again. There it is, folks. We will get into it more as each week progresses. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you download your podcast. The Schmo butchered the word subscribe. Don't laugh at us in the background. What's your name? I am Triple C. You guys can all do me a favor and bend the damn knee. I am the Schmo. We will deliver and we are out.